Welcome to The Wine Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, good afternoon, Scott. Welcome back to a proper wind down where there is wine. We are in the office, but we have been out. So why don't you say where we went for lunch and what wine we're drinking? Good afternoon, Nick. How have you been? I am super, as always. You are correct. There is actually wine this week. And uh, this week we are looking at a, a liquid field Kunawara Cab Sarah from 2015. Oh, very cool. Sounds like, sounds like an excellent wine. Tell us about the wine, Scott. It's red. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's all right. Just trying to uh, just trying to develop the taste there. Uh, no, this is actually it's it's quite a well known winery, and uh, the um, their cab sales have been generally a more sort of um, more on the premium side, um, but generally available as well. So um, they they do a um, a long standing um, tradition of producing really solid sort of cab sale Kunawara region. So pretty hard to go wrong. Uh, but at the same point, this is. Um, what do we got here? 1976, first produced. Oh, there you go. I was, I was, I was, I'm going to try and do the mass. I was four. <laughs> so you probably wouldn't have been trying it when it was first produced. Now, you don't know my parents. Maybe I was. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay. That's a whole other podcast there. there. There certainly is. So today we're going to be talking about security. And yes. We're going to be, going to be talking about um, a set of strategies to mitigate security risks in business published by the Australian Cyber Security Centre. And what are these strategies called, Scott? Yeah, so this is about the essential eight now. This has been going around for a few years now. Um, so the, the this is um, spun out from the uh, the Signals Directorate, which is part of the old Department of Defence, uh, and the Australian Cyber Security Centre, which is a government area, uh, has produced this uh, this strategy, um, the Essential Eight, which is eight mitigation strategies to apply to generally look in any size business, but initially focused on government departments uh, when there was four, but now that now there's eight, uh, saying that, look, if you get all these covered, you've got a pretty decent security coverage in place. It's, it's never going to be 100%, but look, here's a good starting point. Okay, that's interesting. So let's start right at the beginning. What's the Australian Cyber Security Centre? What is it? Look, so it's a, it's a group of uh, security specialists and the uh, the appropriate management people and controls that go around that, uh, looking at uh, how to one how do we protect ourselves as a country, but also um, what should businesses be doing in order to protect themselves because every business is responsible for their own security. Okay, cool. So they've come up with this thing called the Essential Eight. What is it? So the look, the Essential Eight is it's eight specific mitigation strategies that if you cover all of the eight, uh, and we'll go into them in a bit more detail in a minute, but you will have covered all of the major mitigation areas that. Well, essentially, you're exposed to as a business. The, the, the idea here is not to say, look, you do these eight things, you're 100% covered. Uh, that That's never going to be the case. But it is, look, at, at least let's get the basics out of the way so that it, if you are exposed to a security event, you know it's not because of something dumb. 
Okay, good point. Now, now I know they talk about three maturity levels. Talk, talk me through. Yes. What's a maturity level? So, a maturity level is essentially how well have we implemented this, and there are, there are three levels defined for each of the eight mitigation strategies. Okay, so 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 eight strategies, three levels. That's yes. Twenty four things to have a think about, right? Uh, that's very good. Yes. Oh, cool. Look, I can do math in my head and everything. Anyway, <laughs> so so obviously this was built for government and, and certain bits of the government have really stringent requirements and certain bits don't. If I'm running a business, what level should I achieve? So let's look at this for a second. It, it, it was originally built for government, but it's also intended for business as well. When government, when this first came out and um, there were more maturity levels, uh, although once you get beyond the initial three, uh, levels four and level five start to get into very specific types of businesses um, that have got these very specific uh, security requirements. And that's not, not normal. And that could be government departments that, that deal with very confidential information or things like that. So that's you, your average business is not going to fall into that. So they were taken out. Um, and then for the um, essential eight, in the way it currently stands, there's just the eight strategies and the three levels applied okay. to each. So, so I'm familiar with CMMI maturity because I'm yes. an ITIL guy. These maturity levels sound very much to me like CMMI maturity levels, right? Look, it all sort of comes, it, it, it does apply to some of the other strategies. But if you go to the average business and say, look, we're going to come and talk to you about CMMI maturity levels and here are these and here's the structure and the framework and here's a nice big thick document you can read and try to work it out. They're, they're sort of going to blaze over very quickly and go, okay, that sounds really impressive, but I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, but like any maturity level, it's about achieving what's relevant for your business, right? It, it is. And if I look at the Essential Eight, it's essentially summarised on one page. Okay, well, that's, that's not too bad. But I know with all of these things, you summarise it on one page and you go down into hundreds of pages of specific detail. But I'm, I'm not going to take you through ITIL books right now. That would be very good. <laughs> cool. So so let's say I do this and I, I do my Essential Eight and I get up to level three maturity. I've got to be fully protected, right? Nobody's yes. going to hack me. Well, you never know. And it, so here's here's the thing about a lot of the hacking and a lot of the um, the security exposures today. In the I'll, I'll say older days of two or three years ago, <laughs> uh, it used to be that if you were going to get hacked, it may be a specific group of people or a specific country saying we're going to go and hack you as an individual company because we either want something we want your intellectual property we want to damage you for some reason um think of when north korea attacks sony as retribution for that lovely picture they put out um the um th that's that's one very focused approach but what's happened in the last few years is a lot of these attacks have been automated uh you could be getting attacked by a computer that's been told, go and find the closest 1 million businesses in this space, see if you can attack them, break into them, and see what you can get out of them. And it may only actually reach a person at the time someone's willing to pay something and has got a question. Okay, so so really automated attacks. So when I, when I talk to my customers about security, I use a term called um, defense in depth. And when I talk about defense in depth, I talk about layers of security. So, so I can use some technical terms to describe that. But I'm wondering, Scott, if you can come up with a, an analogy for me, which describes how we do that kind of defense in depth sort of stuff in, in the scenario of the, uh, the, the, you know, the essential light. So uh, think about your house at home. So let, let's say you put a lock on your front door and you go, OK, therefore I must be secure. 
someone was like, well, what about your window? We could climb through the window. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll go and put a lock on the window. Then someone will say, well, what about your back door? Oh, okay, so we should put a lock on the back door. Well, what about if we get in through the roof? Okay, maybe I need to put some motion sensors inside. Okay, what if we start looking around your property to find out how else can we get in? Someone says, okay, so maybe I should be putting some cameras in place. And th this is the idea about security is not a single solution uh, to a single problem. There's a lot of different ways that you could be attacked and therefore there's a lot of different basic solutions you can put in place to help prevent that. Okay, that's, so that's cool. So I, I kind of get that. I can work that out in my head. Essential eight, how hard it is is it to achieve? Because it's smelling like it's going to be really expensive. And I, I'm thinking, I'm looking you in the eye, and I, I reckon you're trying to sell me some kit here. So so how hard is it to really achieve? I, well, it depends. Would, are you wanting to buy some kit? Um, <laughs> no. Okay, okay so let's, let's have a look at it. Um, when this first came out, there was the essential four. And it was put down and said, look, here's some really simple stuff. Here's four strategies, um, four risk mitigation strategies and some levels associated with that. Let's get those in place. Um, a lot of the government departments, because they're big and they're complex and they've had a lot of technology over the years put in and are driving systems that look tend to work pretty well but could be old, they actually had problems getting up to this level. And then you, when you think, look, if, if the government departments have got issues getting there, then where are the businesses at? Businesses don't necessarily always understand security that well. Um, they may know that, okay, I've got to tick some boxes somewhere. What have I got to do? Look, here's some dollars. Put that in. Put that in. Put that in. Great, I must be done. Uh, no, it's it, it's more detailed than that. There's a, there's a level of understanding. There's an ongoing practice of continual security to ensure that you're compliant with the standard as it's defined. Okay, cool. Okay, so, so I've got that. Now Now let's get into the meat of the podcast. Scott, talk us through the essential eight. What are the strategies we need to think of? Okay, so look, this, this is very high level, but there are eight mitigation strategies. Uh, the first one is defined, it's called application control, which it says it restricts what applications are able to be run in your environment, such that, look, let's say you do get someone who breaks into your environment, tries to install some software on your machine, it won't be able to run because it's restricted to the certain applications that you have already defined. That's okay. one. So, so applications, number yes. one. Number two. Number two says patch your applications. So we all know that uh, security issues get declared in the environment from time to time. And this is well known in the industry that someone will say, look, here are known problems with this bit of code or this bit of code or this bit of code. And application vendors write updates and fixes to address that. You need to apply these fixes to protect yourself. So, as I would say, some people are scared of applying fixes. They think they will break things, but the the current thinking is no. The risk of not applying them is worse than the risk of applying the, them. Right. That, that that's right. You should keep your solutions up to date in order to make sure that you are protected against known problems and i'll also say look the, the testing solutions that are available today to application developers are a lot more detailed than they used to be the automation tools available to ensure that things work are a lot more in place than they used to be yeah and i can i can talk to that um so so let's let's move on now to the apps we use every day let's move on to office now i know in microsoft office i can write code i can write macros which automate things 
that's in the essential eight, isn't it? It is, and the idea is that we don't want you to run those documents that have got those macros automated. Um, the, uh, it's too easy to download a Word document or something from the internet that's got some malicious code embedded in it, and if you're automatically running that code, then hey, you're, you're now running something within a Word document. And you may not sort of recognize that that's, a, that's an issue, but okay. it is. Well, I remember I Love You was a word macro virus, if yes. I remember rightly. Cool. Um, user application hardening, Scott. And what does that mean? Okay, so what we're looking at here is things like, oh, look, look, Flash is a good example. Um, applications that run on uh, Adobe Flash. Flash has been well described as the as the security sieve in the industry um it, it it has got more holes than you can sort of count and over time that has been slowly addressed bit by bit uh but i think the the real issue here is that we just sort of try to stay away from it altogether i say so try and harden your user apps now administrative privileges yes so if you are uh, using your machine on a day-to-day basis, the idea is you, you don't need to be an administrator unless you're doing specific tasks. Like maybe you're adding a printer. Maybe you're reconfiguring your machine to do something. That, that's okay. You can have those administrative rights in order to do that. But if you're just doing your normal applications on a day-to-day basis, you don't need to be an administrator. And what that protects against is, let's say you click on something on the internet and it tries to download some code and run it that is trying to do something malicious. Well, that malicious code may need administrative rights in order to achieve its goal. Therefore, if you haven't got the rights because you're just defined as a user for day-to-day, you're actually blocking that bit of code. Okay, so maybe a couple of logins for you there. Now, operating system updates. Always do them the minute you get them, every time, please, is probably what I'd say. In general, yes. Look, it it, it didn't used to be the case, but these days for workstations, PCs, Macs, whatever, you can just set it to auto-update and just make sure they continue to auto-update. To some degree, servers, you can also do this. Uh, You've got to be a little bit more careful on servers that you don't unexpectedly break applications, but that's generally within the scope of IT to, to manage. But, but hey, focus. you shouldn't have servers, you should be in the cloud, right? I, I, exactly, exactly. We No more horse and cart technology here. Cool. So, so number seven, multi-factor authentication. We've spoken about this before, let's briefly talk about it yeah, again. We have. So look, multi-factor authentication says when I go to log on, I've got my user ID, yes, I've got my password, Yes, but I've also got a third level of authentication, which is normally um, a, a magic number generated on my phone or a key fob or something that says, here is something separate to my user ID and password that verifies who I am. Cool. Okay. And the last one should be obvious, but sometimes it, no, it's not. It is... Backups. Daily backups. Absolutely. Talk to me about those, Scott. The idea being that if, in fact, after the first seven uh, mitigation strategies, you are still impacted by some reason, you've got an ability to recover your environment to the previous day or the previous stage such that you can get on with your work again. Um, It talks about having daily backups, that you're testing your backups, uh, and that you know that your data is intact. Okay, so so let's see if I can repeat them. So you have yes. to tell me if I go wrong, right? So the first one I think was restricting application control. Yes. Restricting who has access to apps. Patching your applications and making sure they're up to date. Yes. Cool. Office macros, making sure people can't run malicious code in your documents. Yes, although to, to be fair with Office macros, there are a lot of, for example, financial institutions out there that have actually written macros in their documents. That's okay. The idea is... 
knowing that that document has them and then saying, yes, I allow them to run here. Now, I, I know also you can code sign macros to prove it came from you, right? So, yes. Cool. Excellent. So um, user application hardening, so no flash. No flash as a, as a basic um, part, and it, it also can extend to Java and to web content you download and so forth, but just making sure that you're really just getting the data you need. Cool. Restrict your admin privileges. Don't yes. log in every day as an administrator, right? Yes. Uh, Windows looked, started with this a few years ago with the little pop-up that says user application control, user admission oh, control. That yes, came in Windows that, Vista. That was evil. We it, hated it, that. It, it was. So look, it's improved. Yes. Okay, so restrict admin privileges, patch your operating system. Look, this is a no-brainer. Keep up to date with patches. If not all the patches, at least the security patches at a minimum. Cool. Excellent. Uh, Multi-factor authentication. Yes, use it. No questions, just do it. Just do it. And finally, daily backups. Well, no questions, just do it. <laughs> you, you should have backups of your data, including Office 365, yep. which Microsoft does not back up. Oh, you're trying to sell me kit again, but I'll, I'll let it go this time. V virtual kit. <laughs> so <laughs> monthly subscriptions. Yeah. So did I get the eight? You did get the eight. Oh, very good. Look at me go. Right. So so and we talk about that, and this seems. I mean, I'm thinking about it, and I'm going. This is what we should do. But loads of businesses are far behind. Why are so many businesses behind? It, it, look, they, they are. This it, although it's a simple list of eight, uh, these things can take a little while to implement, um, and if you just start with the list of eight in front of you and you're going well i want to get to level three what have i got to do and you're looking oh okay this 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 there's quite a lot in there um, you really want to start by making sure that at least you've got maturity level one across everything uh, and maybe you say look this coming quarter let's focus on this particular strategy and getting maturity level one or depending on how big your environment is if it's if it's small you may be able to say look let's get to maturity level one on everything this coming quarter uh, but these things, as for anything, they take time to implement. You're making changes to your environment. If you've got a lot of applications, you've got to make sure you don't break things. You're also training um, your, your staff and your end users on, look, multi-factor authentication. Here's something new when you log in. It's a change to the way you normally work. Um, just learn it. Let's make sure it works. Get familiar with it. Okay, what happens now? Cool. Excellent. So a couple of websites for more information, Scott. Okay, so look, the, the, the important one, um, it's a government website, so www.cybercyber.gov.au uh, has the Essential Eight Maturity Model, uh, as well as a lot of other supporting documents and material in there. That's a really good starting point. And the, the, the good thing about this is it's, it's produced by the government. It's not a, a vendor-specific thing that could be thought as being biased around their product or something like that. Um, this and they have all very generic um, strategies to allow you to secure your business and make sure that hey look we've got these basic things in place we're not going to get caught by something that's out there that really shouldn't be catching us cool so that's cool but TribeTech can help too right Absolutely. Look, we, we've we got a number of tools and solutions that go through all of this. Um, it's not just the Essential 8, but also some other areas where we can now help doing compliance and checking and auditing on a regular basis, uh, generating alerts when we detect that there's, hey, there's a problem here or this has gone wrong or, hey, wh why did this happen? Why did this person log in at this time? Is that normal? So, yes. So for that, tribetech.com.au. Absolutely. Cool. Now I'm having to pitch yourself to you. Anyway, <laughs> all good. Scott, thank you so much for that. I think we've covered that, haven't we? 
I believe we have. That's it for uh, that's it for now. Brilliant, fantastic. Thank you so much. So if you enjoyed the content today, please subscribe to our podcast. And if you'd like us to cover something else or you have a comment, leave a comment underneath. Thank you so much for listening. But most importantly, thank you, Scott, for your insight today. Uh, thank you, everyone. All right, take care. Bye-bye.